Folks, welcome back here at Trainwreck Sports. You know it's about sports, but it's also about entertainment. And lately, dominating the entertainment industry, Marvel, Marvel, Marvel. So obviously, you had WandaVision. You have to be, you know, living under a rock not to hear of it. And then you were doing the same if you weren't talking Falcon and Winter Soldier. But now we have a series based around one of the most dynamic characters, one of the craziest characters, and of course, one of the most mischievous characters in the Marvel Universe, it's Loki. So we are here to break down the series in What's Trainwreck Watching? We are watching Loki. And of course, I am joined by other Trainwreck writers, Jake Micah from Happy Hour Hoops and a number of other programs. And of course, Kasali, Kasali Files. <laughs> Gents, how are we doing today? Not bad, not bad. Going well. Can't complain. Very good episode tonight. Very good start. Yeah, man. Any day, any any MCU release day is always a good day in my oh, book for the last 15 years. So, yeah, good. Happy with it for sure. Couldn't have said it better myself. We'll get right into it. Of course, we're here on Trainwreck Sports and we're breaking down some of the most popular shows at the moment. So let's get into it. Loki on Disney Plus. So my anticipation for this was pretty much off the charts, guys. If you had told me beginning, you know, at the or during last year, there's going to be a series for Wanda. <sighs> There's going to be a series for Falcon and Winter Soldier. There's going to be a series for Loki. I would have told you Loki was the one I was by far the most excited for. The other two knocked it out of the water. And I think, like you guys kind of hinted at, this was a strong start for Loki in its first episode, boys. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, it was a really – it's and they've, they've really set the tone with all these first episodes, too, like – really really do well with setting the stage of what you what you're expecting to come forward um i think that wandavision you know wandavision was a little bit more out there obviously but with between falcon and winter soldier and then this loki episode it really kind of sets the stage and, and gives you a gives you a lot more questions and answers going into it you know and um but that's good it's it feels it really feels like they're using these and i know that they've said this too that using it as a placeholder for movies and try and using it as it but you could put all these episodes into one big movie and it would feel the same way. And I think that that's how this felt. Like I, I would have paid any amount of money you would have told me to go see a Loki movie in the big screen. And it's pretty much exactly what I expected from this first episode. No, absolutely. I, I 100% agree with that. I, my favorite thing about these new shows and really the MCU going forward in general is you could tell when we got infinity war and Endgame that stood that, that stood for something within the the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like Thanos made an imprint, and then when everybody went back in time, they got the stones back and set everything right. You could see how well it developed to the future of you know, and and what these shows are trying to do is let these characters bleed out more. You know, show what happened when everyone's trying to get back to the way things were which what we got with Falcon and Winter Soldier, how the world changed and people actually liked, some people actually liked the blip and, you know, thought it was better for the world. And the same with WandaVision, how it was very, how she was so impacted by not only having to kill Vision, but nobody really understanding what she went through because she herself was born from an Infinity Zone. So that's what I've really been loving from these shows. And it showed tonight too, with watching Loki that, you know, even though I, I knew that it was going to happen when everybody saw Endgame, that he got the Tesseract and disappeared, I knew that that was going to stand for something and that was going to start off this new show. And it's pretty cool to see, like, how well they're actually going to be 
tapping into, at least to me, the future of what the MCU is going to be leading to. But it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. And, and whereas WandaVision was literally taking place in a bubble, essentially, where <laughs> there wasn't really a lot of variance, you, you got outside of uh, the bubble and you kind of saw a normal world, the, the possibilities are endless because they're at the TVA. And uh, without spoiling it, we will go on. But it is all, there's a lot of questions, like Micah said, generated by this first episode, but one that was not, one that is an answer. It is all about protecting the sacred timeline. So at the end of the day, Loki grabs the Tesseract and he's into, uh, you know, where did he go? North Dakota or something? Like, I didn't even see it. Or where I think that, it was, uh, yeah, it was somewhere um, Mongolia, I think it was, okay. actually. Yeah. It yeah. was slightly different than Mongolia. I guess I could pay better attention. But the one thing I was hearing when he was talking to, so this is a great interaction because, of course, we're talking about 2012 Loki here because it's from the Avengers yes. escapade into the past mm-hmm. in Endgame. But at the same time, Loki then hits him with the uh, the little clapback, accusing the end Avengers of time travel. You know when you're in a room with to- two Tony Starks, you can smell that glow. And I think that was the funniest moment of the first oh, episode. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And it was kind of incredible. He knew, like, he literally was that confident to say that at that point there were two Tony Starks in the room. <laughs> yeah, I mean, only him would tell. Like, oh, even that shocked me that he kind of figured out like oh you know they went back in time and and he knew about the time ice but it just it was brilliant you can't you can't undermine loki and this showed the true old-fashioned loki yeah that was the best part about this episode i think too is just in in general like as much as loki was out of his element he still found ways to like put himself back in his element and take control of the situation in any way that he could. Right. Like, like no matter what Loki is going to try to get a foot up on somebody and was, was able to in some <laughs> regards the whole time. Oh, no yeah. doubt. So he's moving in. So obviously he goes through the, the waiting process, like a deli. He says he goes in front of Ravona Renslayer. So I didn't catch a uh, judge Renslayer's name the first time, but apparently going to be a big character in this association with the TVA. And then this is where we kind of get to the, you know, beginning of the second half of the episode, even though it was only about eight to 10 minutes in maybe when we meet detective Mobius, obviously played by Owen Wilson. (laughs) I thought he, I thought he did a solid job guys. I mean, I haven't seen Owen Wilson anything recently. I'm not going to like try and say different, but I thought that he really, I I don't want to say nailed this role, but he felt pretty seamless. I felt like I was watching detective Mobius. I wasn't watching Owen Wilson from wedding crashers. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's also the genius part of what these creators do with these MCU projects is they get all these oddball casts and, and, you know, people that we've seen and grew up and they actually can show a different type of character, which is, you know, pretty unique. I mean, who'd have thought Owen Wilson would be actually bringing it, you know, again, not like Wedding Crashers or, you know, old, like Starsky and Hutch or whatever we've seen him in. Yeah, um, Owen Wilson. Like I've never been a big Owen Wilson fan in general, honestly. But it didn't even it didn't even really register with me while watching Mobius. There, I mean, it, obviously it was Owen Wilson, but it didn't. He played. He was so so well. He was killing it, like you said, Casali. Like really, really kind of showing a different side that we haven't seen of him. And just mm-hmm. Mobius in general, um, just a really a lot of interesting things that they can do with him going forward. And just the TVA in general. I mean, the the whole TVA experience was just surreal like super dmv right like that's that's the vibes i had going into it taking the ticket and everything like that like and I, oh, that yeah. was, it was just so funny to like 
to see this, you know, obviously super advanced, you know, space organization, whatever you even want to call them, space and time organization, but they're just playing off of the DMV. And it, it just played so perfectly, I think, into what they were trying to present with Mobius and the whole, the whole gang there. Of course. And then Mobius is giving him the orientation walkthrough and you see what Buffalo might have looked like if they had won four straight Super Bowls. You never know. But uh, they are progressing on. And the one thing that stood out to me was that you see the wheels in Loki's brain moving this whole time. And we're going to start to get in some spoilers of this episode. So if you haven't seen it, obviously, we've only gone the broad stroke so far, everything that you've seen in the trailers. But you start to see the wheels in his head go when they discuss the power of magic uh, in TVA in that realm that they're in um, and it not being effective because obviously, as we know, all of a sudden, and I'm surprised that they used this in the first episode and didn't at least wait an extra all of a sudden Loki has the time twister. <laughs> yeah. that was, I mean, that was a lot even in this episode too, that we've seen in the trailer that I was even shocked that we got to like, even him being a DB Cooper on the airplane and, and whatnot. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was, a it was a lot. I think they just wanted to dispel the notions of the former MCU as much as they could. Right. Like even we saw with the time twister and, and going and seeing like the impact that Loki has had throughout history and all, and the impact that just the TVA has had throughout history as well, you know? Um, and, <laughs> The funny, the, and you talk about, you know, Loki using magic and with the spoilers and everything here, Loki, you know, as, as he gets out and goes and finds one of the, finds the uh, different TVA member and finds the Tesseract trying to get it. And then yep. they open, they open up the drawer and he's like, oh yeah, we have tons of these things. They're just, they're, we, some people <laughs> use them as paperweights is the thing. And it's just like the moment it clicked in for Loki, it's like, oh shit, like I am extremely out of my element because he had, you know, that's what got him to safety. That's what got him, you know, off the world and into this different planet. And now it's just all gone, like all completely foreign to him. You said it exactly right. If he sees those on earth, it was literally the finish line. So he's opened up that drawer and he was literally looking at it like a kid in a candle, like in that secret uh, compartment and <laughs> heavyweights when they had all the deli meats. But I mean, that's the end of the day. We found out that in the TVA, Infinity Stones are only as good as paperweights. So all of a sudden, you have Loki's epiphany kind of continuing. Is he in the most powerful spot, you know, in the universe? And he's really taking it all in. At the same time, he's got the time twister. And, of course, this is our biggest interaction so far with Hunter B-15, who apparently is going to be a pretty uh, recurring character here. So Loki decides to have all fun. The time twister loops you back to a certain period where you were. It doesn't keep everything else in place, but just loops you there. And all of a sudden, he's, like, looping her through, like, back and forth. And, you, and it really leads to the big part of Mobius's interrogation with Loki. You know, do you like hurting people? Do you like watching them suffer? And Loki can't answer that straight. But in this situation, he seems to take a lot of, uh, a lot of pride in it. Yeah, I thought, um, I mean, again, you know, you could see his progression through this one episode where he thought he was in control, but again, he was out of his element because this was a whole new world for him. But even that standpoint, when he was seeing his life progressed after the Avengers won and what happened with him in, Dar in Dark World and Ragnarok and then his death in Infinity War to that he would join side by side with his brother and that actually hit his heart and, you know, it meant something to him. So I think that was definitely a big 
impact to him of like, do you like hurting people? Like you his whole um his whole way of thinking was, you know, he was abandoned as a kid. He was taken from his race, the the frost giants by Odin, and he thought he was betrayed this whole time. So obviously that's why he wanted to become king. He wanted to become ruler. But I mean the whole message was like even what um Owen Wilson Mobius was saying Tim was like, why do you want to be ruler? Like, why, why does that, why do you think that is your fate? And I think that was one of the big questions throughout this episode is like, are we really in control of our fate? Like, even if this is, you know, his fate or destiny or what have you. And I thought that was pretty cool. And you, you could show, especially with Loki towards the end that, you know, maybe he wasn't in control this whole time. Yeah. yeah like, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jake. No, that, that's perfectly said. I was just going to say, it just really showed like you could see, obviously we've seen it throughout the whole, the whole arc of Loki, like the, how it started off with the, the extreme jealousy and just what he was, you know, <clears throat> just always chasing something, whether it was Odin's approval or the crown or the, the King of Asgard. And then when he realized that wasn't going to happen, he's like, all right, well, I'll take over earth. And then just through that. And then it was kind of like the full realization that it just came full circle in the beginning of this episode. It was like, man, like, I never really had a shot, did I? And it's just like, you know, if you're chasing something like your whole life and everything, you kind of, you can just kind of, you know, vibe with that and be like, damn, like I kind of understand where he's coming from, even if he is, you know, an Asgardian or not Asgardian God, I guess I should say. Yeah. Now, I, I got to be honest, when uh, Loki put the neck belt on uh, Hunter, Hunter B-15, I didn't really understand those physics. It kind of like looped around like a like a belt, like just like a quick like leather belt. But this thing is whipping you through time. Pretty unbelievable. So then we get to the culmination of the episode. Real quick though, best pop culture prison you've ever seen. I mean, this place was pretty funny. It had like 1960s orientation videos. It had like deli lines, and it had you know rent to judges just there. But uh, the only thing I can think is funnier to me is the is the face off prison with the with the boots. <laughs> they had the metal boots or whatever. Casale, you got any better uh, prisons from any movies? I guess that one movie with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, Sylvester Stallone doesn't count, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, well, that was a escape plan. Um, yes. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. that. It definitely was a cool prison. Um, you know, it, it was just a, a cool setting, uh, something different. You know, like, again, even what you guys mentioned before, like giving him waiting in, like, the DMV line. Um, yes. I thought it was pretty, pretty cool, and and showing that little uh, cartoon. Um, I forgot the name. It was Minute. Um, what was that character? Minute. Miss Minutes. Miss Minutes. She yeah. was actually Miss so. I, yes. Yeah, I looked. So she was uh, the the person who voiced her was Tara Strong, who did a lot of like Nickelodeon characters that we grew up with and stuff. So I thought that was pretty cool that they uh, include her. But I, I mean, that whole video presentation and. You know, like the physics behind the TVA, I thought was pretty neat. I agree. So we can, uh, we can, we don't even have to really discuss the end scene because it is basically the culmination of the episode. It's a big cliffhanger going into episode two. It's a perfect segue to our final discussion here on what's train wreck watching Loki edition. Every uh, previous series so far of these Marvels have had a cameo somewhere. You had Don Cheadle um, in. Falcon and Winter Soldier, you had Quicksilver and WandaVision. Spoilers on those. But <laughs> who are we predicting will show up in Loki? I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, I, I guess the my pick, Idris Elba, Heimdall. Is, is, is in a situation yeah. where you can see everyone. 
Heimdall's gone. He kind of did the uh, sacrifice thing. Endgame spoilers. It would be a nice scene for him to see him again. If the sun shined on them again. Yeah, no, I could see that. I mean, now it's a whole different territory since they're in a different timeline. So Heimdall would definitely be a great choice because, I mean, both of them, you know, met their demise around the same time from Thanos in the beginning of Infinity War. Um, I mean, I don't know. I could go old school and say it'd be cool to see Thor show up. Um, I don't know, maybe even Jane Foster, you mm. know, it could be because who knows? Because the next, uh, you know, one of the next projects, at least I know they finished filming um, that we're going to get around the Thor series is Thor Love and Thunder. So, I mean, I don't know if that this is going to lead into the next Thor movie, but I mean, if there's anything that would, this would be it. And Taika's suiting up for that one again, right? Oh, yeah. Taika, I Let's cannot go. wait. Oh, that's going to be I incredible. cannot wait for a little and bit. The Ragnarok was just dialed to the nines. It was awesome. Oh, All right, Mike, take us home. Who are you looking to see here in Loki? Oh, man. Um, there's obviously, I think, with the multiverse action and everything, there, it's gonna. there's going to be some tie into Doctor Strange and the multiverse of madness, right? Like, that's they're, they're using oh, yeah. they use that word so many times now. They even said madness. Miss Minutes said if the timeline gets knocked off, there could be madness. So I, th- I don't think that they do that kind of thing on accident. So Doctor Strange or Wanda. Wanda is one of those Nexus beings who has the, has the ability to uh, alter the timeline. We've seen Nexus pop up in the in WandaVision and this show. So I wouldn't be surprised at that. But I'm going to go way out there because the, the TVA's first appearance was in Fantastic Four 300-something earlier when I looked up. And the Fantastic Four has been teased a couple different times by Kevin Feige, but they haven't had any severe, serious plans. And I think that they're, I still think that they're the heavy hitter. They're waiting to bring it. Like they're going to be carrying whatever the next phase is because they can tie into pretty much everything that they have going on right now, whether it's the Wakanda, whatever they're doing with Wakanda, whether it's Mm -hmm. with all this multiverse stuff, whether it's with Ant-Man, like everything. So maybe it's not all of them, maybe just one member. And they've also kind of teased with those different timelines. If you go back and look, in Secret Wars is a thing that's happened twice in Marvel. And they've mentioned it, and it's been a big rumor. And that's the war of the timelines, right? Like, that's what they mentioned in, the, in that big Miss Minutes explanation was that there was a war of the timelines. So maybe that's where we start seeing these other characters that we haven't seen yet. So I'm going to go with a, I'm gonna go with one of the uh, Fantastic Four characters. Um, let's go read. Why not? Give, the, give us the big guns in the, one of the Marvel shows and kind of set the standard for it. Yeah, I mean, move over Kim Kardashian because the first time we get a Fantastic Four character in the MCU, it is going to be a scene to behold. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> we were joined by Micah Casali Files, and of course, I'm Maniac. Make sure you like and subscribe on wherever you're listening, wherever you're watching. We will be back next week with Loki episode two. We are expecting a big second episode. I mean, it's all about next week's episode.